What's really good and welcome to the Do You Rules podcast. I'm your host, Cliche Jeff. On today's episode, we are going to tap into your fear. So be afraid. (laughs) Be very afraid. We're going to talk about putting your fear into action and the importance of that for the success in your life. I'm super hyped for today. It's the very first episode I'm intentionally recording to be distributed across podcast platforms. I've been recording now on YouTube for for a few months, which feels very natural for me. And at first was extremely scary the way that, ironically, as I'm recording, knowing the camera, the video camera is not on, it's, it's a little scary for me in that there's some discomfort because I haven't really recorded like this yet. And so, so I'm, of course, eager to see what, what comes out of this. Anyhow, the idea for this program is and always will be about doing you, the do you rules. And eventually we'll get into to the specifics of what I think are the do you rules and how they should apply. But that's, that's always going to be the theme. I think that doing you is, is the absolute requirement for life success. You are the common denominator in all of your equations. And the equations we're referring to are life and your relationships in life and your relationship to life. This ever confusing, ever evolving, ever technical now thing, right? Life. And, and the reason why I feel comfortable and confident in my fear to be able to do this is because I've, I've gone through quite the evolution, which I think is, is very easy to accomplish and, and powerful in that anyone who we look at today and we have so much access to successful people, there's a lot of common themes, which is why I call myself Cliche Jeff. There's a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of evidence to show whatever it is you're looking to do, there's a route, there's an avenue and a lane and a way to accomplish these things. And it starts at some of the basic fundamentals of coming to the realization that being human is special, but none of us individually are quite that special or unique. And that's a positive thing. I think there's some outliers, of course. You know, we have some geniuses in the world, which, which obviously imply a, a far different level of intellect and ability to leverage, you know, the, the brain and the mind, which is all powerful in different ways. But that's few and far between. Other than that, fundamentally, we all have the same, and even the geniuses, right? We all have the same programming. We all have the same wiring. We all have the same potential inside of ourselves, inside of self. And, and the reason why I think that's important to note and important to, to level set with yourself with is first, that should, that should ultimately bring out the humility within yourself to know that, hey, as narcissistic as it sounds, doing you and being the best version of you, and you do have the potential to be great, you are not quite that great until you put in the work. You are not... You are not different, therefore, to separate yourself, you really have to do things that separate you. And that, that is almost always, albeit by law of averages, there are some outliers. Some people hit the lotto just by playing the lotto and sitting on their ass every day. That does happen. But generally speaking, that's few and far between. But I think there's a life lotto. There's a life lotto. And, and life lotto is consciousness. And everyone can achieve that. Everyone can achieve that, their version of bliss, which, which is not pure happiness all day, every day, but the idea that you can be so afraid, 
you can be so closed out. You can feel like you have nothing and you're not where you want to be. And that is the perfect launch point, the perfect starting point for all of us. As again, we do all have the same potential, technically speaking. And so on today's episode, I want to get into being afraid and using your fear to take action. The reality is, you know, when I talk about consciousness and, and, and that should then imply being unconscious or, or the subconscious, I like to say unconscious because I feel like we're all at some point because of, of, of all the abundance in front of us, we're zombies in a lot of ways. We go into a default mode of just, of just flowing. And, and that is the unconscious and the subconscious at work. And when we are conscious and the studies show that 90, 95% of the time we're essentially subconsciously thinking 5% we're actually conscious. Think about that. It's pretty powerful. And, and I've referenced in a lot of my videos, we think 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day. Imagine all of those thoughts being subconscious thoughts. The idea to break free and become more conscious and start to elevate, evolve, and achieve in life requires you to tap into your conscious. And I think fear and being afraid is always the best way. And so I'll relate to you in, a, in this way. And, and, you know, eventually I'm sure I'll tell my story. And, and again, it's not that unique, but it is a story and we all have one and we shouldn't be ashamed of it and or, or not shy away from it because it isn't that unique. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to pretend that I hate to, to, to generalize and say victim, but I've been through enough. I've been through my go through to know there's some, there's some difficult things that happen in life. I do have some, some quote unquote tragedies within six degrees of separation of my family and, and how things have played out because like all families, some fucked up shit goes on. But, but prosperity for me is less around looking for tragedy and looking for and waiting for something that, that could inspire greatness because I'm on the precipice of something truly, truly devastating. I want to seek that out before the ultimate end, which is death, right? Like we all die one day and, and that is enough for me. So knowing that I'd say about 18 months ago, it's almost two years now, which is crazy. I'm 41 now, it's about 39, going on 42 in December. I just had this epiphany. I had this epiphany. I believe it was a direct message from creator, from God, from, from, from my hierarchy of faith, which I didn't necessarily align with as much as I should have at that time. And I was going through a lot of the same things people like us go through middle class working my nine to five, have my wife and my kids in a routine of, of unconscious subconscious repeating of, of a decent life, you know, but it was inclusive of a lot of things that weren't about me for the best version of me, thereby breaking down the potential of achieving massive success in all of my relationships, particularly my family, my wife and my children. And that's a big thing. Like if you have kids and you're, you're, you're locked into a marriage or a commitment, man, that's a, that's a beautiful place to start. That's an, that's an, that's all the incentive and all the why you need to do you. And the idea that you're not doing you and 95% of what you do is just repetitive and you're not maximizing the relationships you have, which are committed relationships, which are to the end of your being, end of your life relationships. 
it becomes crazy to me. Like when you really become conscious, like why, why would I not want to be the best version of a significant other, the best version of a father, the best version of a professional? I, I think that it's absurd to not want to. And I think we all yearn for that. We have to. There's a plethora of books on it. There's a plethora of literature, videos. People make a lot of money from an entrepreneurial perspective, talking about these things because we know we want this. We're human. We're all human. Like I said, we're, we're built from the same, the same programming and the same wiring. So, so why wouldn't you do you? Why wouldn't do you do you? And that subconscious zombie mode that you're in is your inability, I believe, to tap into your fear and come into one with yourself, bring some sort of, of unity and collaborative process amongst you into the world consciously. And so as I had my epiphany and as I went through my transition, it really was the fear and being afraid of, man, I, it's not that it's not great. It's not that I don't do a lot of things and have a lot of things that people will be like, whoa, like, you know, it's, 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 you had a pretty good life. And a lot of us lead that life more than we think. It was just more of is my wife hates when I say it this way, but it truly comes down to, is this it right? Is this it is what I'm doing it. And is this what it's supposed to be and how I'm supposed to go out eventually? And I just came to the realization that no, 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 no. This is great. This is phenomenal, but there's more. I could feel it. I could feel it. And, and is it, how do I make it tangible? Richness in life, wealth in life. Yes, there's financial gains and abundance all around us. And I'm not saying I don't want that, but it's deeper than that. I believe when you, when you seek and yearn for richness, then all those other residuals, all those other side effects come along with it, whatever it's supposed to be. Who, you know, billionaires in the world aspire to be billionaires. That's, that's a, I mean, in some shape or form, whether they said explicitly, I want a billion dollars or make billion, what they did and what they produce, they knew the residual would be that. And so there's, there's a way, I think, to reach a richness in life that is not monetary but can lead to monetary gains if that's what you feel like you want. And that's what we promote and push. We're one big marketing machine in this world. You know, how do you get there? Where do you go? And, and it's tapping into what you are today and agreeing and believing that it's not it and it's not enough. And being true and real and almost selfish with yourself in that self in that Hey, there's, there needs to be more because I can be a better me. And that's where the do you rules emanates from. So fear had my epiphany. I was drinking way too much. I was going through bottles weekly of bourbon and rum shit. I was, I was chasing bourbon on the rocks, which was probably like four and one in one cup, four shots in one with, with a big ass mug of rum and Coke I was still success, still checking the boxes in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, 230 pounds overweight, out of shape. Wasn't really you know, waking up pretty much with hangovers every day and trying to execute at that level. Like some of those things are basic and obvious. What do I do? What do I do? I made some changes, evolved myself 
And, and it was all out of the fear of, again, is this it? And ultimately what happens is you start to yearn and search for what it could possibly be. And that creates additional fear. And that's the fear you want to tap into and maintain. Now that fear is going to push you in two directions. It's going to push you to take action for sure. It's at that point, whether you're conscious or unconsciously taking action. And if you're subconsciously or unconsciously taking action, then you stick and stay into your routine and you never tap into your full potential. And you never attain your true definition of life and the true definition of you. In other words, you stop doing you, whether you realize it or not. Or that fear can absolutely push you towards a different level of subconscious that everything you do needs to be difficult, hard, painful in order for you to grow. Period, full stop. And there is that within you. There's, there's, everyone has an epiphany. Everyone knows deep down inside that there's something more. And fear is stopping you one way or the other. Fear is putting you into a coma, turning you into a fucking zombie. You're scrolling your, your, your life away through social media or through, through Netflix, being mediocre in your job that you don't really want in a marriage that you forgot what it was and what it's supposed to be as a parent. You're repeating what your parents, 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 parents. I mean, it's, if you really go deep and think and level set with yourself, the fear of breaking free from where you already are, although you don't want to be where you are is crippling you. It really is. And my argument for today is use that fear to make yourself uncomfortable and move forward. As part of my journey, I, I do cardio at least four to five times a week. And I've been doing this now for 18 months, right? Just two days ago, three days ago, I decided I'm going to do something every day as far as working out. Reason being, Sundays would be my rest day. And I wouldn't follow my routine, which is I wake up at 4 a.m., I pray, I meditate, I read, I do cardio, I come back, I meditate again, I stretch, and then I lift. That is how I start. That's the first three and a half hours of my day. On Sundays, I would always give myself eight hours of sleep. And what I was finding was I would get up on a Sunday, eight hours after I fell asleep Saturday night. I wouldn't do anything I would normally do, including pray or meditate. I wouldn't work out, wouldn't read. I would just flow and consciously make myself available for my family. That's one of the things I did want to do. And what I started to find was my shittiest day of the week was always Sunday. I felt, I felt down. I felt out uninspired and I could never put my finger on it. I would still do things. You know, I would tend to the honey do list, clean a garage, pick some weeds in the backyard, make my Costco runs, do something with my kids, do something with my wife. I, I would, I would still do and execute, but it, it didn't feel right. And I thought, okay, the only thing that seems to be missing is I'm not following my morning routine. And that for me is a setup for success. So this past Sunday, I said, just car, I won't lift. I'll just do cardio. Got up, prayed, meditate. I read and I went out for a run. 
nice run, did about three miles. I didn't want to overexert myself. I just wanted to get into that flow and, and see what would happen. As I hoped, that Sunday was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I went to bed Sunday night and my legs felt super heavy. Now, it took me, I'm not trying to be braggadocious in any way. It's taken me 18 months. I used to run, when I first started running at 230 pounds, I was running like 16, 17 minute miles, right? Which is almost like walk running. So if you're out there, you're a little heavy and it's hard for you, I get it. I get it. Trust me, I get it. So 17, 18 minute miles, and it took me a while to get down to 15 minute miles. And now I'm down, I can run, depending on where I'm at, if there's no hill, it's flat ground, I can get down to a seven minute mile. On average, I run about seven and a half minute miles and I can go for about four to five miles a day. And I don't want to say relatively easy, but I built myself up to that. I go out to run Monday after waking up from a Sunday where I intentionally followed my routine. I didn't give myself a quote unquote rest day. And, and I went out on my run and should I have asthma? I haven't felt anything wheezing or anything asthma related since I started this endeavor. Maybe when I first started, but since I really got into it, haven't really felt it. I was fucking gassed. I was gassed. I was gassed. And as I was running, massive amount of insecurities came out of me. Massive. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I looked down and I was at 11 minute miles. I ran three miles in 33 minutes. I usually do that in about 23 minutes on a regular day. And the significance of this was all this overwhelming fear and insecurity just overcame me. And as I'm running, I'm thinking all of a sudden I become conscious and I start realizing shit. Usually when I run, I'm flowing. I don't even, I'm just, I, I might acknowledge the moon turning into the sun. Cause you know, I go, I start my run about 5am. I, I might acknowledge whether it's a little bit windy, a little sunny. And you see a few cars here and there passing by that obviously gets your attention. I live in the country. So an animal passing by might catch my attention, but usually I'm just, I'm just flowing. Flowing, 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 flowing. Every second of this 33-minute run, being overrun with massive fear and insecurity, I started to sense like the universe was watching me and almost laughing at me. Like, yo, you ain't shit. And it broke me down. It broke me down. Like, are you going to tell me that a year and a half, almost two years in of working out, this is like I'm going backwards? I'm going backwards. And what started to fuck with me more was Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't run because my wife goes into work and I'm home with the kids alone. So I can't leave them in the morning. She leaves before I would go for my run. And so now I'm running super conscious, super uncomfortable. I feel like everything and everyone, even the animals are watching me. I feel like there's more cars on the road. Just like, look at this dude. Why is he even bother running? Looks like he's crawling. Also knowing, shit, I'm not going to be able to recover from this for a couple days because I won't be able to test myself again till Thursday. And I'm nervous and I'm scared and I'm fearful. And I'm like, holy shit. I've done all this to be exactly what I always was, which was nothing. Which is the same way I feel and felt when I turned the mic on and started to record. Something I knew deep down in me is something I love to do to talk, to possibly help and inspire 
others to do them, do you, and the do you rules. Same way I felt recording on YouTube with one view, two view, two views. Trying to understand, is this, is this, like, this is what I'm yearning for? This is, this is what I push myself for to ultimately come into 11 minute miles and two views. I almost felt exactly as I felt 18 months ago. And if you're with me and following, I know you probably feel like this almost on the regular. Because the truth is, when we go to do something, we become afraid. And the body's natural reaction to fear is, how do I get back into a safe place? Even if that safe place means quitting, not doing, flowing through in a zombie-like comatose state. The feeling inside of you of being afraid to fail can absolutely paralyze you. Or, as it is now Thursday, it can catapult you in that I felt broken Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but woke up on Thursday knowing, all right, I'm going to consciously push myself a little bit today. I'm going to take that same run. I'm going to really see what I'm about and see what happens. And so today I got five miles and 40 minutes, which is essentially eight minutes a mile uphills and downhills in and around my neighborhood, which was extremely refreshing, satisfying and reinforced to me my fear of if you do nothing, nothing will happen. If you do nothing, You'll be nothing because you'll feel like nothing. So my message is lean into your fear. Lean into your trepidation. Leverage it to your advantage. The alternative is that nothing happens anyway. So I've come to the conclusion that I'd rather record, put this out there, encourage you to do you, even if it means laughing at me in the process. Because doing this makes me feel good about me and in turn lets me feel good about what I do in life and in turn maximizes every potential interaction and possibility that comes in front of me, regardless of, of circumstances. Your fear is your friend. Do you and may everything you desire come to you exactly as you deserve. Stay rich.